0: Would you turn with me this morning, please, in the Scripture to John 13, John 13, and let's continue on something we began last Sunday, talking about the love of God. What a wonderful topic. I, I wrote this down some years ago and I, I believe it completely that you know, talking about this subject as I was studying it. I wrote down, there is no greater topic one could think upon. No greater subject one could discuss. No greater message a minister could preach. Amen. Now, that's saying a lot. But it's true. I said it's true. The greatest of all. Isn't that what the Scripture said? Greatest of all. The love of God. And one reason we're we're getting into this, and we're going to stay on this as long as the Lord directs us. I have a directive from the Master concerning the church. He said... uh, teach and train the people how to love each other how to take care of each other and how to do the work of the ministry and so we we've begun on that some but that's that's an objective i i want to do what he told me to do how many want this whole church to do what he what he's telling us to do he wants us to love each other and then as we develop in that we love people outside of here you understand that? So a lot of times people got things mixed up. They're uh, they're talking about uh, saving the world, and they haven't even received the love of God for themselves. And you can't give what you don't have. You understand? How can you help somebody else you don't know how to help, how, how to help yourself? And so the Master uh, dealt with me about the three primary principles. In this church. That we are to, we're to understand and practice loving each other. We're to understand and practice living by faith. And we're to understand and practice being led by the Spirit. Loving each other. Living by faith. Being led by the Spirit. And they are completely interconnected and dependent upon each other. How many understand? You know, love—that's the greatest, and uh, it's the New Testament command. It's it's the key to our pleasing God and, and obeying Him. It's however everybody else will know we are His disciples. But then, living by faith. How many know faith works by love? love? So when we talk about the love first, but then without love. Are you going to be a strong faith person? No. Are you going to operate and see mighty exploits of faith if, if you're not emphasizing love? No. no, you're not. Faith works by love. And then thirdly, does, uh, is faith and being led by the Spirit connected at all? Yes. That's an answer to so many problems that people are experiencing today is because they're trying to separate exercising authority in the name of Jesus, exercising and walking in faith from being led by the Spirit. And it does not work. No. How do you know? How do? Well, which area do you release your faith on? You know, like we're talking this morning, what do we do? People have needs when they walk in the church so many times. A lot of things represent them. What do we do? Do we uh, have everybody come down, lay hands on them? Do we, like we do, pray for each other a lot of times? Do we pray the prayer of agreement? Do we anoint you with oil? Uh, do we, what do we do? We just stand and praise? Well, we need to hear from Him. Be led by the Spirit. And if He says, magnify me, and I'll manifest myself to you, then that's where our faith is released. We put our faith there, but our faith, I mean, faith comes from what? Comes by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. Well, we hear from him through this book and we hear from him by his spirit on the inside. Amen. Amen. And we can put our faith in what he told us. So can you see how, how vitally connected faith and being led by the spirit are and then faith and love, it all goes together. So uh, I'm planning on right away, we're going to put uh, in big, huge gold letters out on the front of the building, uh, "Exceeding faith, Amen. Abounding love, Faith Life church yes. on this side. Amen, do you like that? Yes. Amen. It costs a little bit, but we're going to do it. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Be lit up at night. Glory to God. Be nice. I looked at the two letters, one of them was flat and one of them was reflective. I like the shiny gold. Yeah. Don't you? Shiny. Sun hits it just right, it'll hurt your eyes. You have to go, whoa, what is that? That's Faith Life Church, man. <laughs> Glory to God. Have you found your scripture yet? John thirteen. We're talking about the love of God. Jesus said, John 13, 34, He said, A new commandment I give to you. This is the, Jesus is, is about to complete and finish the work of redemption. The old is passing away and the new is coming in. Talking about the old testament, the old covenant. And now the new covenant is being established. It's going to be established in his own blood. And in the new covenant, uh, we, we speak with new tongues. We sing a new song. We have a new name. We walk in newness of life. We look for a new heaven and a new earth. He said, I've made all things new. Everybody say new. 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 he'd want you to have a new car. Yeah. Just throw that in. Everybody say new. You know, some some folk need to, uh, uh, you know, get a revelation because you've always had other people's junk. You've always got stuff after somebody else wore it out. And, uh, you know, actually kind of bragged about how little you paid for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, that's not all there is to it. Do you know the most important thing is not the price? Amen. The most important thing is that you get the right one. Amen. And if the right one is higher, you don't want to miss God. You want to get the right one. How many know the cheap one can wind up costing three times? Right. <laughs> right. yeah. Time you fix it five times. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So, and the only the Holy Ghost knows that. So, uh, it ain't all about price. You want the right one, yep. not just the lowest price. And the Lord didn't mind you having some new stuff. That's, right. That's the word of the Lord for some people in here this morning now. It's not just me talking. He's telling you, time for some new stuff. Yeah. You take Hallelujah. the wrapper off. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You take the wrapper off. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Nobody else has lived in it before. Yeah. Nobody else drove it before. Yeah. Nobody else wore it before. No? Nah? Yeah. yeah. Glory. Jesus said a new commandment I give to you that you what? Love. That you love who? One another, one another is who? Everybody else. Our I said one another. Who's that talking about? Brothers and sisters in Christ. This is talking about Christians loving Christians. Somebody said, aren't we supposed to love the world? Yes, but that's not what he said here. That's not what this command is about. The New Testament commandment is that he's talking to his disciples, wasn't he? And his people out there that were following him. And he said, "You, I'm commanding you to love each other. So that is the New, the New Testament commandment is that. I love you as a Christian. You love me as a Christian. We love our brothers and sisters in Christ. Makes no difference what denomination they are. Amen. Makes no difference what country they're from, what language they speak, what gender or color or age or background. None of that makes any difference. If they're born again, they're our brother. Amen. They're our sister, and and God loves them. Amen? Amen. Oh, He loves them, and if He loves them, we ought to love them. Yeah. Right? Amen. And we do. Yeah. I said we do. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. I'm believing the Lord for love to grow in this place until it permeates yeah. the very furniture. Yeah. Thank you, Amen. 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 Until these seat cushions are soaked in love. Amen. Until these drapes are soaked in love. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Every part of this place. It can be, you know. Yeah. I said, it can be. God is real. His presence is real. When we say permeated in love, what did we just get through saying? Permeated in God. God is love. Amen. I'm believing love to just radiate out of this place. Amen. People turn, I mean, before they get to the uh, uh, parking lot, I mean on their way here. On their way here, they begin to sense love. Amen. And by the time they get here, they feel so loved. They sense so much love, they don't want to leave. You, you mark my words, you watch. It's happening. We're just in the beginning edges of it. It's going to grow and grow and grow and grow. Love is where you want to live. It's not a a geographic place. It's a place in God. It's what makes heaven heaven. How many of you uh, were reading your chapters with us this past week? Let me see. Good. Good. Some more folk could be joining us. Which you have a wonderful opportunity. Right now. Because we just completed... Reading the New Testament through. How many are happy about that? Yes. We read the New Testament through in one year. And it was it hard? No. I'm think it was a burdensome thing. No, no it's a joy. Amen. Amen. And so we start again Monday. Amen. Tomorrow. We start again reading the New Testament through. What we do, we read one chapter a day, Monday through Friday. Take off on the weekend if you want to. Or read something else. You don't, you don't read all five of them on Friday? Huh? No, no. You read one. And you don't jump to the next. You read the one. And you read it carefully and slowly. And you read it out loud. Everybody say audibly. 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 Read it out loud. Read your chapter out loud. It would be thrill me if you sit down with your family. Amen. Amen. And read it out loud. You'd be doing a a number of significant things if you do that. And uh, we're reading in Revelation just these past few days about how in in the new heaven uh, and the new earth, there's no sun. Uh, Because the the Lamb is the light. Well, He's love. You ever got a love tan? I don't know why I think of these things. (laughs) What do you mean a love tan? Well, suntan. Well, there ain't no sun, (laughs) though. So, what if you're out basking in the sun, soaking in the S O N? S O N tan is a love tan. (laughs) And the more you lay out, the better you look. Because you are so loved, the lo- the more love you soak up, the lovelier you are. Whoo! It's going to be grand. It's going to be wonderful. Yeah. But we have the love of God here now, Amen. shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen. A new commandment I give to you, that you do what. Love each other. And he tells us how. How? As I have loved you. That you also love one another. Here's the new new commandment. The New Testament commandment. Nothing more important than this. That I love you and you love me like he loves us. Well, then I'm not prepared to love you until I understand. And believe and receive the love he has for me. I love you the way he loves me. What if I don't know how he loves me? Then I'm limited in loving you. So that's why we've begun talking about this first part of it uh, in, in this series on the love of God. We're talking about believing and receiving the love of God. Receiving the love of God. Go to First John, please, the fourth chapter. First John four. Are you okay this morning? Yeah. Are you comfortable? Yeah. You happy? Yeah. I'm just taking my time. And uh, like Brother Hagin used to say in some of his series, he said, "We're going to turn over every rock, look under it, look behind the door, raise the rug. What you talking about, uh, We're going to look at every scripture." Amen. Take time. Look at it. I live here. Anybody else live here? You live around here? I'm planning on uh, being here. Do you notice how much I've been here? I don't know if you know, but that is something for me. I got some other things planned later in the year here, but uh, uh, I'm I'm a traveler. It's what I've done for decades. I'm a traveler. I got a plane sitting out there gassed up calling my name. He said, Let's go, Keith, let's go. Let's go somewhere. Phyllis was worse than me. She'd be home for two weeks. I called her Phyllis Gomore. I gave her a middle name. She loved to go, man. We were going dudes. And I still got some of that in me, but I just felt like we sh- I should just camp here for right now in the first part of it. We're all getting to know each other still and that kind of thing. But I hadn't felt released from traveling. I needed to still do some of that. And so we, we will be. But uh, we're believing for even faster equipment too. So we'll be able to Phew, zip out, zip back and be here. And do it instead of having to do this or this, do them both. Amen. 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 Do it all. That's happening. But in 1 John 4, are you there? 1 John 4 Without reading all of it, we'll just read verse 16. Says, "We have known 1 John 4:16. We have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. He that dwells or lives in love dwells or lives in God, and God in him. Thank you, Master. Look at it again. First of all, we have what? Known. Now, that word know includes the idea of experiencing. This love of God is not just something we intellectualize about. Oh, God is love. An abstract concept. No, no, no. We expect to experience His love every time we come to church. And all day at home. Amen. And all night at home. We expect we expect to wake up in the middle of the night and He's there. And not just there. Not just a great mighty God that we're afraid of. But a, a Father God. Who loves us more than any humans ever loved us? Amen? Amen? A love that is real to us, a love we experience. We've experienced that love, and what's the next part say? And what? Believed it. Now, why would it say that? Is it possible to experience something and not believe it? The answer is yes. I said the answer is yes. I uh, I worked in healing school under Dr. Kenneth Hagen for a number of years. Great experience and privilege. And uh, I had a lady one day in the side room outside the, after the service that was deaf. Uh, Not completely deaf, but almost. I mean, with with the best hearing aid you could get, cranked to the max, she could barely hear stuff. You'd have to shout. So, you know, for all practical purposes, you take those off, she's deaf. And her daughters, I think it was three daughters, had brought her. She wasn't so big on coming, but they believed in healing, and they wanted her to be healed, and they brought her. So she was there, she heard the message... And I was there, this is back years ago, and, uh, uh, full of more zeal than knowledge. <laughs> and you need both. And, uh, I'm, I'm talking to them, and I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll lay hands on you and pray for you. God will open those ears. You can hear again. And I, I talked to them a little bit, and they acted like they're in agreement. And I laid hands on her and prayed, and I'm telling you, uh, we, we took those hearing aids off, and she could hear without the AIDS. Man, I'm ecstatic. The girls are ecstatic. And uh, and I'm trying to talk to her and, 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 and I, you know, I said, isn't it wonderful? I mean, you can hear. She said, well, yeah, when you scream that way, I can. I said, no, no, we're talking normal conversational tones here. She said, no, I know y'all are, you know, y'all are yelling and carrying on. Uh, and she was a bit cranky too. And uh, <laughs> and I said no. And her da- her daughters are saying no, Mama. Mama, you're healed. She said, "No, nah, I don't believe in that." That's what she said. Man, that that bothered me. That, that it frightened me for her because I know you you can lose it just like that. And I said, uh, I said no, ma'am. I said well, she said you she said y'all are just trying to fool me. I said, no, ma'am, here's the hearing aids in your daughter's hands. She was holding them. They're not in your ears. They're, they're there. She said, y'all are yelling and care." I said, no, we're not. No, we're not. She said, well, I don't believe it. Well, you can imagine, before the day was over, she had to put them back on. She experienced healing, but did not believe and receive it. I've seen that kind of thing happen repeatedly. Well, you're not going to keep it. You can experience the power of God. I've seen people, you know, the power of God come on them so strong. that fall on the floor or or tremble or shake or cry. And and then just go on and go, well, I don't know what they were doing. They hypnotized me. They fooled me. I heard one fellow say, there's something in those lights down there when you get down to the front. They put some kind of oil and stuff on those lights. And when you get down there, it hits you and makes you crazy. That's why all those people fall and stuff. Well, see, if you don't want to believe, you're not going to. You can A miracle can be staring you in the face and you'll try to find some reason why it's not so. And the devil will be right there to give you all these stupid things about why it's not so. And if you don't want to believe, you won't. You can even experience the power of God and, and say, no, I don't believe that. I don't know what that is, but I don't believe that. And it's that way with the love of God. And it's one of the saddest things on the earth to see people reject and refuse the love of God. I've seen God come on people, hardened people, criminals, hardened individuals, and I've seen them cry like a baby, and then stiffen herself. I'm a man, I don't need this crutch of religion and and God's not trying to make them do anything. How many know if God wanted to to debase them? He could put their nose on the floor like that. He's not trying to push them down. God could lift his finger real strong. And every one of us be plastered to the floor. In an instant. Afraid to speak. (laughs) If he wanted to. He don't want to scare us. He don't want to intimidate us with his great power. He wants us to know how much he loves us. And what he was doing was, was revealing himself to that man that in spite of that man's terrible past, he loved him anyway and would be a father to him. Amen. But the man said, I don't believe that. I don't receive that. The Lord has, has dealt with Phyllis and I in this ministry to go love on people and to offer certain things to them. We'll do this. We'll finance this. We'll pay for this. We'll take care of this. We'll, we'll give you our time on this. And, and, and there's been cases where people didn't believe us. They thought, no, nah, no, nah, you want something, don't you? What do you want? What are you after? Trying to get something, aren't you? <laughs> no, we're not. But see, they, they couldn't believe it was as simple as we love you, we want to help you. They want to know what's the catch. What do you want? Where's the strings? Well, their their skepticism, their suspicion, their doubt causes them to reject and not believe and not receive the love that we were trying to give them. And, And more importantly than that, it was actually God trying to love them through us. So they're telling God, no, I don't want that. I don't want your love. I don't believe your love. I don't believe it. And all of us can grow in receiving the love of God. Do you understand that? Yes. Now, hey, How many believe God loves you? Do you believe it? Do you understand you could have a thousandfold revelation of it from where you sit right now? Well, what if you knew a thousand times above what you know now? How much God loves you? Would that change your life? Totally. And not only that, then you could take that love and love other people with it. With that thousandfold revelation of love. Do you see what we're after in these in these teachings? Do you see what we're after in these this subject? It's what God is after. Do you believe God loves you? I want you to everybody in this place say it by faith. Yes, Yes. I believe believe. God loves me. I believe, this love. I believe this love I receive this love, I receive this love from, God from God To me, to me. Amen. Amen One of the best things you can do for yourself Is you say it uh, Often Say it continuously God loves me Don't say it tritely Don't say it lightly Yeah, yeah, he loves us all God, Jesus loves the little children Yeah, I know No, no, no Is it real to you? Is His love real to you? Do you experience it? He said, we have known, we've experienced, and we have what? Believed the love that God has to us. God is love. He that lives in love lives in God and God in Him. Go with me, please, to... uh, Second Samuel. Let me give you an ex- a scriptural example of this. Say it again. God loves me. God loves I, receive love. I receive that love. I know. Uh, years ago, I was sitting across the desk from a young married couple. They're having trouble, and I want you to pray about this upcoming uh, marriage enrichment meeting here. Would you? We're going, we'll do some praying about it in the regular prayer time, but, but believe with us. Uh, I don't want, this is not going to be a meeting about what we think about marriage or about our opinions about how people ought to be married. We're going to give you the word. Amen. The word. Amen. Yes. To the best we, we have revelation on it. And I'm believing for more revelation yes. on the word because that's part of the problem is that everybody and their brother's got a different idea about what a good marriage ought to be and how it ought to be that way. And there's so much confusion in these areas. You and I need to take these things back to the Scripture and compare ourselves with it and believe what God says about it. But in, uh, in talking to this young married couple, they were upset. He was, bless his heart, he was distraught. He didn't know what to do with this deal. He was so frustrated. And so finally I got, got to the point to try to find out what's wrong with him. And uh, his wife says, "To you know, he thinks I'm ugly. And he doesn't love me anymore. And I looked at him and he said, it ain't so, Brother Keith. It ain't so. I love her. I tell her so all the time. And I tell her she's pretty. And she said, you're just saying that. you're just saying that you don't mean that you're just saying that you don't think i'm pretty he said brother keith i do i do that's why i married her she's beautiful look at her she's beautiful and i tell her so but she don't believe me she said you're just saying that well what's going on here huh she's not believing his love She's not receiving his love. He told her, and instead of her saying thank you, she says, ah, you're just saying that. Have you ever heard anything like that? Don't raise your hand. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you're just saying, you don't really mean it. You're just saying that. That is a bad response. What do, you, what do you mean? And come to find out, you know, she, this, this this woman has a real problem with her self-image about how she believes she looks. I come to see that uh, uh, her mom and daddy's telling her that she's pretty. And she don't, She said, they're just saying it too because they're my mom and daddy. And and her friend was telling her, no, you're pretty. And, and her husband's telling her, you're pretty. And, and she would rather believe the devil who hates her than her mom and her daddy and her husband and her friends who love her she's she's telling them nah I don't believe you and the enemy is bringing these thoughts negative suspicious thoughts to her mind and she 's believing that sure? believing somebody who hates her and refusing to receive the love of those who do love her somebody tells you you're pretty what do you say because <laughs> if it's a man <laughs> Say handsome or something, you know. (laughs) What do you say? Oh, yeah, you just saying that. No, that's an insult. They're trying to give you something. Be gracious and receive. Amen? Amen? Amen. We love you. What do you say? Thank Thank you. Thank you. I receive that. Bless you. We bless you. We love you. We appreciate you. You, you believe it. Be quick to believe. You know, the problem is, people have been trained in this world. Through wrong spirits and other, every other thing, people are trained to be quick to believe the negative about themselves. And slow, if at all, to believe the good. People have thought that it's pride to believe good things about yourself. Even been taught that in some church settings. Now you don't believe anything good about yourself. That's pride. No, I'm nothing. I'm an unworthy, lowly worm. Dust of the earth. God lets me breathe. The Scripture says, remember the Scriptures? Scripture says we are to acknowledge every good thing that's in us. In Christ Jesus. Amen? So when there's something good that we see, what do we say? Yeah, that's good. I tell Brother Dave, Brother Dave, you're a good man. You're a good friend. What does he say? Well, I ain't that good, Brother Keith. I mean, you know, you just don't know everything Kim knows. I mean, you might not say that. That is not being humble. It's refusing something I'm trying to give him. He's got his hands up if he did that. Saying no, I don't believe you. I don't believe I don't believe you're being honest with me. You're trying to flatter me. You're just telling me something because you want something from me. Not believing that it's a sincere, real love, real compliment. No, what's the what's the right response? Thank you, thank you, brother Keith. Appreciate you believing that about me. And I say I do. What if we're doing that for each other all the time? Giving love, receiving love. See, but you, you can't be loved if you won't receive it. Have you seen situations like what I'm talking about, where people are trying to love somebody and they won't receive it, and, and just believe in the lies of the devil? I've seen people, you know, troubled teens into drugs and other stuff, adults that are on a spiral down the tube, and, and their friends trying to help them, and their family trying to help them, and they won't receive the love. They hate their self because of all the junk they've done and the stuff that's going on. They hate their self. Why would you want to kill yourself, murder yourself? Because you hate you. And when people hate their self, it takes faith to believe somebody else loves me. When I hate me, you don't hate me. You love me. You value me. That takes faith to believe that. And God who is so pure, so holy, never made a mistake, never told a lie. And Him tell you and I that have failed and messed up so miserably, I love you. I love you like Jesus Himself. I love you as much as I love the Lord Jesus. It takes faith to believe that, doesn't it? But how many will receive that love this morning? You'll say, "I receive it." God loves me completely. God loves me. He loves me. That's, if you believe it, it'll make you happy. I said, "If you believe it, it'll make you it'll happy. Your, your, your corners of your mouth will turn up. Your eyes will brighten up." Dear me, I'm taking extra time. Go to Second uh, Samuel. The ninth chapter. Are you there? This is one of the most beautiful pictorial examples of what we're talking about that I know of in the Word. Revelation of, of love. Second Samuel. Are you there? Chapter nine verse one. Everybody okay? Yeah. Huh? You not bored? 2 Samuel 9 verse 1. David said, he's king after all those years of running. He's sitting on the throne now. He's established. His enemies are defeated and destroyed. He said, is there anybody left of the house of Saul? This is a man tried to kill him for years. But is there anybody left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness? Now get these next words. Why? For Jonathan's sake, he said. Does do Saul and Jonathan have any relatives that I don't know about? Because I want to do something for them. I want to show them kindness. I want to do. I want to bless them. Why? For Jonathan's sake, because he and Jonathan had a covenant, a friendship. Didn't they? Yeah. Now you know something that's popular nowadays I'll just go ahead and say it. It's very popular to talk about David and Jonathan's relationship in arguments for uh, homosexual relationships. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah. It's used a lot in circles that preach that homosexuality and lesbianism should be accepted, that it is an alternate lifestyle, and it's acceptable. It is not any more than adultery is acceptable or fornication is acceptable or people molesting kids is acceptable. None of it is is acceptable. And we've talked about that before in the church. Somebody said, you you hate homosexuals. Absolutely not. Then if you don't accept their lifestyle, you don't accept them. I don't believe that. Just because you say that doesn't make it so. Hmm. That's like saying, if I love an adulterer, I have to accept his adultery. If I love a fornicator, I have to accept their fornication and love it too. No, I do not. Our desires do not define us. Did you hear me? Just because you have a desire, that does not make you what you are. I mean, there are people who sexually desire children. Are they supposed to say, well, that's what I am? There are married people that will get their eyes on somebody else and desire another man's wife or another woman's husband. Does that mean, well, that's what I am. I'm an adulterer. I just might as well admit it and go with it. That's what I am. Y'all have to accept me for that. No. No. Just because, well, a man, he desires another man. Does that mean, well, I just have to accept it? No. Lies have been taught in the world. Did you hear me? Just because you have a desire, that does not mean that's what you are. You are what God says you are. Amen. Amen. Get in this book. Find out. Agree with Him. And realize you have power over desires. You can control your desires. And if you'll starve wrong desires, they will get weaker and weaker and weaker. Until they don't torment you like they used to. And people quote the scripture and say that, that that David told Jonathan, well, he sang a song about Saul and Jonathan at their death, and said, "Jonathan, your love was great to me; it passed the love of women." And people say, "Well, see there, Jonathan and David were an item." They—that is so insulting to these holy men. In these scriptures, love does not equate to sex in any shape form or fashion in these scriptures when it talked about somebody having sex it said so-and-so lay with so-and-so you remember that language never did love mean having sex he also talked about loving Saul who was the enemy of his soul tried to kill him threw spears at him right It it actually irritates me when I hear these people talk about these things. It is so insulting. And it's just they're just ignorant. They just are looking for something to justify their flesh. But no matter what it is, if you've been having affairs, if you've been running after the same sex or or worse or whatever, you can be delivered. I said you can be delivered. You can be free. You don't have to have affairs. If you're a teenager, you don't have to be loose and immoral. Did you hear me? God will forgive you if you've made mistakes. Your desires do not define you. Amen. You are and can be what God says you are. That's right. And your desires have to fall in line with that. Yeah. Have to change. Be conformed. Is that alright? Yes. But David said, is there anybody left of Saul's family that I can show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Let's read for just a minute now. Verse 2. There was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. Ziba. When they called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the, the kindness of God to him? Now here we are, the same thing. How could he show the kindness of God to somebody? He has received, he has believed the kindness of God to David, hasn't he? For himself. And now with that, he can show the kindness of God to somebody else. Yes. Yes. Do you see why I'm not starting out about you how you love other people? Mm-hmm. We're not talking about you loving other people right now, are we? No. What are we talking about? You letting God love you. Right. Himself directly, through other people, you believing and receiving the love of God. Amen. Amen? And with that love, with that kindness, you can love and show kindness to other people. And he said, uh, Ziba said, Jonathan has yet a son, which is lame on his feet. And the king said to him, where is he? Ziba said to the king, behold, he's in the house of Maker, which means sold. The son of Amiel in Lodibar, which means not a pasture. Does any of this sound like redemption? Here's a man who was sold. He was not in a place where he had pasture, where he's uh, being taken care of. He's lame. He's a nobody. And here the king says, where is he? Bring him here. Amen. Now see, in the world, most people would have thought, well, if he's a descendant of Saul, he's got a right maybe to claim the throne later. He could cause me a problem. They'd have had him killed. He's a threat, possibly. But because David had a covenant with Jonathan. Everybody say covenant. 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 We're about to partake of the elements here in a few minutes. What's that about? Covenant. Amen. Do we have a covenant with the Almighty? How do we have a covenant with the Almighty? Through the man and the Son of God, the Christ, the Lord Jesus. He made this covenant between us and God with his own blood, with his own body. Amen. Keep reading. King said, where is he? Ziba told him. And the king sent and fetched him. When you've been fetched by King David, buddy, you're fetched. <laughs> out of the house of make out of the house. And the sons of Amiel from Lodibar. He took him out of that place. Of no pastures. When Mephibosheth. The son of Jonathan. The son of Saul. Was come to David. Now notice what he did. He fell on his face. And he did reverence. He was scared. He had been hiding. Hoping nobody knew about him. Or knew that he was connected with Saul. He figured up the jigs up. They found me. He figured he's going to die today. David said, Mephibosheth? He said, right here. David said, fear not. Told you he was scared. He said, don't be afraid. I will surely show you kindness. Because you're so wonderful. Huh? Uh Uh-uh. Mephibosheth, your life's about to change, buddy. I'm going to do something for you. Because you've lived a perfect life, because you're a good man. No, mm -mm, no. Had nothing to do with Mephibosheth except that he was connected with Jonathan. And Jonathan and David had a covenant. Are you getting this? Are you awake? Come on now, this is good. He said, for Jonathan, your father's sake, I'm going to restore you all the land of Saul, your father. Saul was king. He owned great riches and, and great all kind of lands and wealth. Here's a man's been groveling, dragging himself across the ground, lame in his feet, hiding, hoping nobody can find him. In a, in a place called sold, in a place called no pastures. And he said, Mephibosheth, you're Jonathan's boy, aren't you? Hmm? Me and your daddy had a covenant. So any boy of his is a boy of mine. (laughs) He said, I loved your daddy. I loved your daddy like my own soul. He loved me. We fought together. We lived together. We ate together. And he said, you're his boy. He loved you. Now you're my boy. I love you. He's laying there on the ground, lame, dirty, been poor. (laughs) Now he said, you know, all that property your daddy had, all those farms, all those orchards, all those for, he was king. Saul was king of the whole land. He said, you know, all, all those, all those forests, all that timber. He said, that's yours now. everybody say covenant (laughs) he said and you I'm not going to live out at no pastures no more you're going to live here at my house you're going to live in the palace you won't ever have to worry about eating again because you're going to eat at my table I eat steak you're going to have one too I eat roast, you're gonna have some. Whatever I eat, that's what you eat. You eat with me now. You'll eat bread at my table continually. And he, Mephibosheth, bowed himself. And he said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog? Yes, <laughs> I am. What, what did, what's, what's going on here? He's having a little trouble, isn't he? Yeah. Believing that instead of getting his head cut off, <laughs> He's now very, very rich and living at the king's house and going to eat supper at the, at the great table tonight. He's having a little problem with that. He said, I'm a dead dog. My, my whole father's house is dead before you. I mean, and I'm crippled and I'm this and I'm that. The king called Ziba, Saul's servant, he said, I have given all your, the, your master's son, all that pertained to Saul and all his house. So you and your servants, you will till the land for him, you'll work it for him, and then you'll bring in the harvest. That your master's son may have food to eat, but Mephibosheth, your master's son, he's going to eat bread always at my table. Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. And Ziba said, according to what the king said, that's exactly how it's going to be. And for Mephibosheth, he's going to eat at my table as one of the king's sons. That's the third time he said it. Ooh, glory to God. Was this because of Mephibosheth? No. All this love that God loves you with, is it because of what you've done? Is it based on what you've done or haven't done? Or what you're gonna do? Or your looks? Or your intellect? Or your personality? Or your feelings? Or, or your performance? Got nothing to do with that. It's because you have believed on Jesus, his son. You have said, I believe he paid the price for me, and he is my Lord, and he loved me, and I received that love, and I love him. And what did the Father say? If you do that, then I love you. Thank you, Lord. Whatever covenant is between me and and Jesus is also between me and you, because you're in him. Covenant. yes thank you jesus verse 13 so mephibosheth dwelt in jerusalem and he did eat continually at the king's table and was lame on both his feet i mean according to some uh, of the levitical law he, sh- he shouldn't even been in there but he was every day dressed like a prince big drumstick in his hand Sitting there chatting with the princes. While Ziba and all his sons and employees worked the land for him. Glory to God. Because of covenant. Everybody say covenant. Covenant. Why are you so loved of God? Because he loved Jesus so much. And I'm in covenant with him through Jesus. Go to John. I'm closing right now. John, I believe it's 14. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, John 14. Are you excited about receiving these elements this morning? Let's celebrate our covenant with the Lord. And when we receive these elements, we're going to receive His love. Amen. Amen for us. We're going to say, when we lift up the bread, we're going to say, your body was broken for me. You did this for me because you love me. We lift up the cup, we're going to say, you shed your blood for me because you loved me. Amen? Amen. And we're going to believe that love and we're going to receive that love. Amen. John 14, are you there? John 14, verse 20. 1420. He said, at that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are where? In me. Everybody say, I'm in Jesus. I'm in Christ. And he went on to say, and I, in you. Jesus is in in us. Verse 21. He that has my commandments and keeps them, he it is that loves me. Now get this. And he that loves me. Shall be loved of my father. And I will love him. And what? Manifest. Will manifest myself to him. Do you see how this works? God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. We say I believe that. I receive that love. that uh, And that gift from me. And I love Jesus. And the father says you love Jesus. I love you. You receive Him, then you are in covenant with Jesus, you are in covenant with me. How many believe He's preparing a table right now? A place for you and I at His table. And we may feel like we've been in the curb and we've been in the ditch and we might have felt like we lived down at Lodi Bar. (laughs) And some other places that weren't very nice. But it's all temporary. I said it's all temporary the Lord's setting the table right now. He's preparing the place. And there's a place for me. Amen. And there's a place for you. And you and I are going to sit at His table. And eat at His table. With with the Father God. With Abraham and Moses. With the Lord Jesus Himself. Continually. Amen. And we're going to rule and reign in life. Amen. And in the Kingdom of God with Him Forever. And why? Why? Because we've got a covenant. He has a covenant with Jesus. Amen. And you and I, after receiving Him, are in Jesus, so that covenant is with us. Hallelujah. So whatever He'd do for Jesus, He does for us. I said, that's hard to believe. That's why you have, but it takes faith. Just by faith, you have to say, I believe that. Hallelujah. I believe that. I accept that. I receive that. I believe that. Stand up on your feet, if you would. Everybody lift up your hands And just by faith Receive the love of God Lord we receive The love that you have for us What a great love By faith We know this love is so great It passes understanding But we receive it by faith Everybody say we receive it We receive it by faith Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Oh, hallelujah.